You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a brown belt who trains at the Submission Academy located in London, Ontario, Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Vanderkyle. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate, uh, you know, I, I really like the, uh, I like the premise of this show, you know, like having just regular everyday jiu-jitsu practitioners who get to kind of, you know, share their story and hopefully inspire others. Yeah, man, that's and this is exactly what I did it for. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, first and foremost, I would like to um, you know, say thank you and appreciate you for coming on and taking the time out of your busy day to uh do an episode for me. My pleasure. Yeah, man, it's just it's been a fun ride so far, and um, no, this is gonna be a good one too. So if you want, you can you know uh, introduce yourself again formally, and then let's hear about your jujitsu journey. Sure. Uh, so I'm Jordan Vanderkyle. Uh, I'm from London, Ontario, Canada. I train at the Submission Academy. Um, we're a Henzo Gracie affiliate. Um, where did Jiu-Jitsu start for me? I guess. Um, well, I lived in like back in 2009. I lived in South. I moved to South Korea and I lived there for, I want to say, probably close to six years. And it was actually judo was the first martial art that I started in. So uh, I trained judo for about five years out there. And then when I finally uh, moved back to Canada, um, I was actually hunting for a judo gym in my in my city. It's not a very big city, probably like 300,000 or so. Um, I couldn't find a judo gym. So a buddy of mine recommended jujitsu. And um, yeah, it was a uh, an interesting journey. Um, I might have mentioned to you previously, um, like a big part of my jujitsu journey was um, coping with addiction. Mm-hmm. So um, I uh, uh, also, you know, I was just listening to your to one of your uh, to, to your podcast. I, I can't remember the dude's name, but he worked in security or whatever. But I, I remember that you mentioned that you had um, like social anxiety disorder mm-hmm. and. And, and so do I, like like pretty bad social anxiety disorder. Unfortunately, my coping mechanism back then was not good. Like drinking to me was like the magic, bu- the magic bullet. So um, I used alcohol as a way to escape the anxiety. And in my heart of hearts, I, I knew that this was not like, obviously this was not a productive way to deal with, you know, whatever shit you're going through. But um, so it was. Um, so I came home from Korea kind of as a result of the alcohol, um, and I got myself clean, but like, I know my personality and I'm, I'm, I'm either zero or a hundred, like I I have an addictive personality, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, whatever I do, it's, it's, it's zero or a hundred, either I I can't touch it or I got to go all in. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, even like, fuck. Even nowadays, like I eat a, you know, if I get Skittles from the store, like I'm eating those things till my tongue bleeds, you know, like I, I can't stop myself. So, um, so for me, jujitsu was like, I had to kind of manifest my addictive personality into something productive and, um, and jujitsu was what I found. And I threw myself in, you know, wholeheartedly because it was really like in, in my mind, it was kind of a, 
I mean, it really was a life or death thing, man. It was like, I need something because if I don't find anything, I'm going to find my way back into what I was in previously. And I don't think I have it like at that point in my life, I didn't feel like I had another chance to extricate myself from that situation. So mm -hmm. that is sort of the beginning, man. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, you were uh, referring to uh, my, uh, my brother, uh, Adam. Mm. Um. Yeah. So he. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad with names. I apologize. Oh no, him. it's fine. I am too. <laughs> I'm. I'm terrible. Beyond terrible with uh, with names. But um. So, so you obviously been training for a while because you are um a brown belt. So has the submission academy has that been your only school or have you you know kind of bounced from bounced around a little bit? Um. It's it's. I mean, I would say it's pretty much my only school. Like the first school I started in was. I guess you can call it like a makeshift school because we were in a kind of an abandoned squash court of a gym and we would set up the mats um, like every class. Um, it was called Hibero Jiu-Jitsu. I don't think it exists anymore. But I mean, the coach from there is legit. Like he's a legit black belt. Um, but he was just kind of like struggling to, to, to find where he could teach. I believe he teaches at another location at the moment. But anyways... I started there for one year. It was a very far drive, though. Um, but you know what? It was probably the most important year of jujitsu for me because I was the uh, it was me and one other guy. We were the only white belts. So for about a year, we just got crushed by guys. And I mean, nothing teaches you defense like getting crushed by higher belts in the beginning, right? Oh yeah. And you, I mean, it, it, it allows you to kind of understand those positions of survivability, right? Like, you know, if you can just get that, that tiny bit of pressure off the artery or, or off the throat or whatever, then maybe you can, you know, endure and get out. And there was a lot of that in that first year. And I think when I, when I moved academies, it was, it was interesting because all of a sudden there were all these other white belts who had been training as long as I had. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, many do have resolve, but a lot of them didn't either because they hadn't been, you know, maybe they just choose to roll with, you know, their buddy who's also a white belt and and they're not willing to 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 put themselves in those uncomfortable situations where you're just getting capped every, you know, 45 seconds to a minute. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, so, yeah, um, I was there and then and then for about a year and then i've been at the submission academy for about uh six years after that so about seven years in total oh, okay okay so, but but consistent at this one school for sure pardon me sorry i the the, the microphone kind of oh i'm sorry i'll say but like you said you know two different schools but you've been like the most consistent at this school here yeah absolutely so it, it's it's six years there and we have like we have so much training available i i Nowadays, actually, I teach uh, a 7 a.m. class on Tuesday and Thursday. So so that's kind of cool, too, to get your hand on on the teaching, the teaching aspect as well. Do you do you uh, teach any jujitsu as well, aside I, from practicing? I do. I teach. Oh, you do? You run yep. a class as well? Yep, I do. Um, I'm, I do kids class and I also um, do a teach. Uh, I do teach our adults class sometimes. OK, OK, OK. Yes, nice, I'm nice. And, and and how do you find that impacts your your own jujitsu ability? Um, honestly, it helped it tremendously because um, when it comes to teaching kids, you know, you can't go into too many details 
um, with techniques. So you kind of have to just do one and try to make it stretch 45 minutes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. being able to break down a technique into like the, like the most simplistic form is, you know, to help them understand, but it also taught me to understand it a whole lot better as well. Yeah, because even the process of articulating the technique, it kind of makes you have to refine it yourself, right? And be yeah. like, oh, you know, you got to move your arm here. And and I always find that like, um, I mean, for me anyways, the techniques that I remember best are the ones that have been like analogized best, right? Someone comes up with a cool analogy to describe, like, I'll never forget this one guy, like I was having, I think I was a blue belt or something like that. And I was having problems finishing a head and arm. And um, the, the, the guy was saying, you know, you got to kind of slither like a snake with your head. You know, you get your head real close to the mat and then you kind of pretend you're a snake slithering in the grass. And you, when you put your head towards his head and for some reason that analogy clicked, you know, and, and every time I do head and arms, it's always that like snake, 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 snake all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, yeah. weird like that oh yeah but um i i absolutely love teaching um but like i said it it, de it definitely did help a big part of my own game um it taught me a lot of patience um because like i said teaching ki teaching kids is like all right how many times do i have to say put your foot here and then you do your other foot it's like no not that foot the other foot so just being able to you know like Timmy, take your finger out of your nose, bro. I know, right? Like, you know, y'all supposed to be in learning positions, but y'all like, you know, running around doing flips. So it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You're like troubleshooting the situation as well, no doubt. Classroom management skills. Gotta have it, man. Gotta have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it definitely um, helped a lot. But what about um, what about you? Um, yeah, I uh. Also, I, I love teaching like my day job is a teacher as well. So it, it kind of um, like marries the two things that I enjoy most, you know, I get to teach like I teach adult ESL. So refugees that, um, you know, come from various countries. So my experience is having to put, you know, complicated principles into very simplistic language. And I feel like a lot of times you're kind of doing the same thing when you're teaching jujitsu like at a brown belt level you have a more complex understanding of certain techniques but you can't really explain it the way that you know it to a white belt mm -hmm. because a lot of those details are going to go 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 in one ear and out the other right so it's you're sort of you know uh, triaging what is necessary for them to like get the you know the fundamentals of the skill um you know and 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 kind of um choosing what details to neglect i guess mm -hmm. if that makes sense no it, it makes sense it makes sense you know because you because you know being a being a teacher and being an instructor um you you kind of have to um you kind of have to learn more more sides of jujitsu yeah, because you know, being yeah. you and know, I, 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 sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just, uh, sorry. I was I was just gonna say that. Um, like yeah, you, you do have to learn more sides of jujitsu because, and as I'm sure you're aware, being a brown belt yourself is is when you kind of get to that purple brown belt level. Now you've kind of developed a game, mm -hmm. right? You you have your preferred techniques 
And when you're in hard roles, you are going for your game. Um, and as a result, I think, you know, you've, you've narrowed yourself in, I mean, to a certain extent, while not really thinking about those other things that you don't really do too much. Mm -hmm. So having the opportunity to teach those things, um, it, it lets you relearn it a little bit. And, and like, who knows, man, maybe, maybe when you learn that skill back in the day, you weren't ready for it, but now you are ready for it. And you, you can figure out a way to sort of implement that into your game. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe no. that's what you're, what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was it. That was, that was basically it. Cause like, you know, like, you know what I was saying about learning both sides, you have to be able to learn how to, you know, apply it to yourself, you know, be able to apply it uh, to other people in different situations. Um, so just like with jujitsu, like if I, I can, I can show a triangle from guard, mm. right? But if I have you, Jordan, who's a, you know, might be a skinnier guy or may have wider shoulders than your training partner, I have to be learn. I have to be able to teach how to address that mm. in order to be able to teach how to address that. I have to learn it myself. Right, right, so, right. So yeah, so you know, I I always go in without that mindset of like, okay, um, I'll show a triangle on one person, and if someone acts again, I'll show it on a different size of a person. So that way, if I have to adjust anything, it's to, it's more looks like okay, it's not just a cookie cutter. This, 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 and that. Right, like you right, have right. to make those adjustments depending on who your you know who your quote unquote opponent is. And actually, um, you made me think of something that I wanted to talk to you about is is how body type relates to jujitsu. Uh -huh. um, you know, um, I don't know, like, what, what is your, like, body type? And, and, and actually, what is your body type according to what, what is the body type of your coaches? Is it similar, different? Um, it's different. Um, my instructor is, like, 6'2", I think. He's, a, you know, about okay. three-something, so he's a big guy. Ooh, yeah, yeah big he's boy. A, he's a big guy, yeah. And I'm five nine, five ten, no two seventeen. So okay, <laughs> but you know okay, we have that okay. smashed out, you know smashed out jujitsu. Right, right, right. So yeah, it is honestly. I find it it's very easy to um be able to break it down because yeah, he is a big guy, but he know how to use his weight. You know, it's not just like right. he just like land on top top of somebody and like yeah, I got the dominant position. No, he's bladed off. He has his weight at a certain position where it's like, okay, he don't have all his weight on me. But if he did, I would definitely <laughs> yeah, tell. It's it enough to keep me under him. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's enough to keep me under him. But it's an it's So what's a, what's curious to me is is now how does he teach, say, the skinny lanky guy who relies on flexibility? Um Honestly, the same way that I teach it. It's um, if if you if you're dealing with someone like, for example, if I'm going to get someone who's a lot smaller than I am, who des necessarily can't put their weight down, you know, be able to blade your body off. You know, focus on uh the inside of the body, like you know, just break the body in half. Focus on that one side where you can make sure that your weight is down, or your opponent, you're you know, they're feeling your weight and pressure, no matter how big you are. And, you know, go from there. So, because it's not like, you know, because, yeah, we know jujitsu is not cookie cutter. It's not no, just it's like, not you know, we're going to give you this one technique and it's going to work on everybody. <laughs> yeah. I wish, it's like, but no. It's like when you're the 150-pound skinny tall dude trying to 
you know, triangle an ex football player, right. you know, it's, it's generally not going to go super well for you. So, <laughs> yeah. So we're, you know, so we're taught a little bit more of the body mechanics, like, you know, you, no matter how big the guy is, if you deviate the spine, you know, they, they you know, that kind of takes out the, the fight out of anybody, you know, right, you right. Can, uh, it only takes a few pounds of pressure to break their neck. Once your you know, face is deviated and you have your weight down on them. Is that really not how, doesn't care how big you are it's going to be very very tough for them to get from under you so right, it's a right. lot of it's a lot more to it than just you know just their body you know our body weight and you know this guy is bigger than that person it's a lot like i said we study a lot of the body mechanics and how the body works and how to you know where to apply the right pressure and where to apply where to apply the pressure so we get some very very deep knowledgeable um classes uh from time to time too so. I think that's I think that's absolutely the best way to teach it. Those are the best classes to have because, like, it, if you go to, I mean, there are some gyms where it's just like, okay, this is a triangle, this is an armbar, this is an omoplata, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But there are those there are those in between positions that are so important before you even get to the submission and. And if you don't put enough emphasis on those in-between positions, such as like, you know, like exa exactly like you said, the body mechanics, then you're never going to get there in the first place. So, so who fucking cares? Right. Right. And it's and that's a and that's like a key thing that I, I explain to every single body that walk into my that walks into our gym or talks to me about jujitsu. You have to there's a few things you have to learn. You have to learn how your body works. Because you're you're going to be moving on the ground. No one just wakes up and just start crawling and rolling around on the ground unless you're <laughs> unless you're a kid, you know. Two, we have a thing called position before submission. Like yeah. I can show you how to do an armbar, Americana, uh, or any type of uh, chokes and everything else. But if you don't understand the mechanics and understand the position of where your body's supposed to be, all that doesn't all that doesn't matter. So and, we, and that almost I, I almost sorry to interrupt you, no, but no. Um, but but that's like um, you see a lot of people nowadays who I mean, like YouTube can be a great resource, but it can also be total shit because, you know, there are there are so many of these like extravagant, insane techniques that you see on YouTube and so many people want to jump. You know, it's like it's like uh I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but it's like, you know, jumping to, to the letter S when you're still on B or Z, right? It's mm -hmm. like going through these insane techniques that you've seen on YouTube. But if you don't, and, and I like, I like the unorthodox techniques. Like I like doing weird shit like K guard and terracol platas and stuff like that. But it's only because I have a strong base in the fundamentals, because if my technique fails, if something weird fails, um, and it will quite often, especially people who know my game. Um, I need to be able to recover and I need to get a dominant position, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't just go flying in for some insane shit when you don't even, you know, know how to hold side control. <laughs> you right, know? Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, I'll get someone come up to me like, hey, uh, yeah, man, can you can you show me how to to how to do this? I want to I want to be able to just do this. I'm like, well, OK. I mean, I can show you that, but it's it's a lot more to it than just doing this. Like, you know, if you want to learn how to, you know, do Americana, you have to learn how to properly figure for your arms. You have to learn how to, you know, adjust your body. You have to learn how to, you know, depending on the size of the person's shoulders, how long their arms are, how big their arms are. I just can't just say, yeah, here's Americana. 
now you know go take over the world like you have <laughs> to be able to understand a lot more than just the technique death through americanas all day i know right <laughs> <laughs> like jujitsu is not microwavable like you have to you have to let it go like you have to let it cook yeah yeah certainly do and it's funny how you have those like epiphany moments in jujitsu it, it can often be like the smallest piece of information that you're given to a technique that you've been struggling with and it's like how did i not know this shit before mm -hmm. how is it such a, a small thing you know mm -hmm. <laughs> yep exactly exactly there are still moments where i'll be i'll be in class and i'll be thinking about a role i just did and be like ah oh, damn it they're like what's wrong nothing this role i just had i i, I could have finished it a little sooner if i would have just realized xyz and blah 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 and i'm like oh they'd be like all right like don't worry about it <laughs> it's like, like no, no no don't worry about it just continue continue with class yeah yeah definitely so what would you consider like your game in jujitsu i'm gonna i'm gonna give it away for everybody to hear so when you compete against lamar everybody knows <laughs> see now the funny thing about that is it's always changing but yeah as it should as it should yeah because you know because it's funny that me and um me me and my i guess you want to say my training partner you want to call him my coach now but we've been getting ready for this tournament in january and um in our school like i said we're, we're smash styles uh jujitsu um and a lot of our you know our main dominant position is you know side control because that's has mm that's the position to have the most, um, you know, successful rates and submissions. But in tournament, there is no points in side control. So trying to get that, you know, I'm going to say not, like get out of that mindset of going to side control, but using side control as a transition versus a dominant position. Okay. So we've been working a lot of that working, you know, uh, a different variety of, um, uh, takedowns and everything else because I'm so used to training with the people in my gym so I kind of have an idea on what to do with their body types but I need something that's going to be a little bit more um, Swiss army knife like you know if you want to say you know just okay, be able okay. to just kind of like yeah. you know work on everybody a little bit but if I have to make those small variations I can so I don't even know what my game is right now. <laughs> it's just, just like the couple of things that I'm That's working how I on. Feel. I always feel like that. And and I, I always feel like as I approach a tournament or something, like I, I become like almost like, I don't know. Like I know what my game is. And yet all of a sudden I'm like, what's my game? What am I doing? Like what's <laughs> like as the weeks and then eventually it solidifies into like what I typically do. But I, I man, I'm, I'm a terrible second guesser of myself. Oh like, yeah, of course. I will, I will scrutinize my game to no end. Like if I'm, <laughs> excuse me, if I'm watching a, a video of my role, I'm like, ugh, it's terrible. Do better. <laughs> that was so sloppy. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know better. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I get like, it. I like from from a like standing position. Like, I have this fear of um, guard pullers because, like, with a judo background, I get like intensely like I suddenly like my, I don't know if it's like a subconscious thing, but like suddenly I'm in a judo match. And I get fucking, I get super fixated on the throw. And then like, I'm setting it up and I'm like, oh yeah, baby, here it comes, you know? And then guard pull. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, no, and stand it, like, up. Fucking like, throw you. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's try this again. Let's try this again. 
<laughs> Every match I've ever lost in a tournament has been from a really good guard pull where I got sucked right in. Every, uh, I've, I've never lost a match in any other way except for a guard pull. So now I got that. I got that fear. I'm like, oh man, I gotta like, you know, I can't just get fixated on on the throw. I gotta, you know. And so these days I'm working on my wrestling more, so I can go for, you know, I, I can, you know, shoot doubles and stuff like that instead of just, you know, sing, single mindedly going for throws all the time. Yeah. Um. So the I guess you want to say today uh, was. Well, I guess you want to say the day of this recording um, was like my first fight camp. Um, mm. So it was a lot of hard work, a lot of grinding, a lot of just a lot of repetition. You know, obviously we do that in class, but this one was like all focused on me. You know, it was like my training That's partners cool. were going as hard as I wanted them to go and hard as they needed to go. And it was just like nonstop. And, you know, I, I love to enjoy it. And my body is paying for it right now. But oh, yeah, guaranteed. But yeah, just um, just the idea of how much you know, um, I guess you want to say just going through my game with a fine tooth comb for this, you know, for this tournament, and it's making me more and more excited because I'm like, okay, I'm going to be able to apply what I've been learning, what I've been working on for like the last few months in this tournament, and regardless of the outcome, obviously, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to, you know, shoot for gold, but whatever happens in the tournament happens, but. Mm that's just going to make me want to do a whole lot more because i'm like okay what i've learned what i've done in this tournament what worked what didn't work what should i've done what should i've not done i'm just going to take all that information and that's going to be what i'm going to work on my next training camp until the next tournament yeah so i'm just going to be constantly you know constantly evolving and just pushing myself to do you know a metric ton better than my last tournament even if i do you know even if i was to win gold there's always going to be room for improvement and you know to fix the the small games and the small holes in my games and mistakes and whatnot i think that's a really great mentality to have like i think often when i'm preparing for a tournament i see the tournament too much as the sort of end goal Mm -hmm. rather than as you know step number one out of you know say five six seven steps right that Mm -hmm. okay this tournament is going to be the opportunity to, I mean, as you said, like you're shooting for gold, but you know, the very close second is to find the areas where I'm weak at so that I can, so that I can improve it for step three or whatever. Right. Uh, So I think, you know what, that's, that's a really good, um, that's really good insight. I think that's something that I need to implement into my own game because I definitely see uh, tournaments as too much of an end game. And I think as a result, I'm often too hard on myself if I don't perform to my expectations. Right. I mean, I mean, by all means, use it. Cause you have to think of it like this after, after this tournament, are you going to stop doing jujitsu? Hell no. Exactly. So why, you know, why make it feel that way? Like, no, this is just another ordinary day in the office. Like I'm going to go out here I'm going to go to this tournament on Saturday. Whatever happens, happens. And then on Tuesday, I'll be right back at it. Yeah. It yeah, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't stop, you know? So I don't, I can never think of as, as a tournament as an end all be all like, okay, I'm going to work hard and I'm just going to leave it all on the line on, you know, January 7th. And then that's it. Yeah. Right yeah. Now, January 8th. We back on the, we back on the mats, Hell <laughs> you know, prepare for February, prepare for March or whatever the next tournament is. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> do you you have like a like a pivotal moment in your jujitsu career 
where you, you know, like you really almost decided almost like, almost like a woman, like, I think I love this. You know, I think I love her. <laughs> I love this girl named jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. When was this? This was roughly, I think the first, the first time was, um, <laughs> this is my very, my very first time, but, um, <laughs> it was, I was still a white belt. This is when, um, my instructor got his black belt. Mm. So, um, so his, his master, uh, uh, master, uh, Joe Moera, um, came out, did his black, you know, did his black belt test and, you know, the wealth of knowledge that this man has, um, and he, you know, what he showed and what we, you know, what I've seen at the, um, at my, at the testing, because literally I was only a couple months in doing jujitsu so i didn't know about the ranking system that much or how they did it i didn't know about their testing system i didn't know nothing i was just like i was just doing jujitsu yeah, yeah but i've been there you know i was there three four days out of the week so you know got cool with the instructor really really fast so i was you know uh uki for his uh his test so i'm looking at all this stuff i'm looking at all this like information that he has to like you know show he has to show so many techniques from top bottom side you know uh, the self-defense portion where, you know, it's a two-on-one fight and then there's like situational where, you know, someone's in your guard or someone's... You come from a Gracie lineage? Yeah. Okay, that's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you say, you say, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so just seeing... Because I, I, I think that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know that, like, the, the Gracie lineage, like, uh, has, uh, like, a lot of emphasis on the self-defense portion as yeah. well, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and that's drilled into us, like, every day. But seeing that and then, you know a couple months i think it was like a couple months after that uh we had our grandmaster uh francisco mansoor uh step on our you know bless us on our mats and you know this guy is in his 60s or 70s and he's moving like a 20 year old doing jujitsu yeah, and i'm like ah that that's what i want like yeah if, yeah i'm like if i i can do this at that age oh i'm god i'm in love you know, that's the thing about jujitsu is, is like, it actually is like a weird kind of fountain of youth. Yeah. Like you really are prolonging your age in some weird way. I mean, even though you feel it a little bit more in the mornings and you got to do your stretches and your prehab and your rehab and stuff like that, you, I mean, I swear to God, man, like every now and then I'll run into somebody from high school or whatever. And like, I'm saying, hi, how are you? But my mind is going man, you look fucking old. <laughs> yeah. That sounds yeah. bad. <laughs> no, but it's true though. It is so true. Like I've run into some, I mean, I'm only 35. So yeah. I've run into people that's younger than me, my age, and they look twice as old as I do. Yeah, man. And it's like, man, what the hell are y'all doing? But yeah. you know, those are the, the drinkers, you know, the partiers and stuff like that. Or they, you know, they work, 17 18 hours a day yeah. you know looking run down I'm like yeah my body hurts is because i was in the gym and i feel fantastic <laughs> so yeah yeah i i can't imagine for one i can i can i can't imagine at this point in my life doing anything else me neither and i'm like you know what man if i could you know look at you know master joe Moera look at you know grandmaster Mons you know francisco Mansour, even looking at my instructor and you know these are the three main guys that's been um i guess you want to say you know one 
few of the few of the guys has been pivotal in my you know in my training and just seeing these guys do jujitsu for as long as they've done it and they have no signs of stopping i'm like if they can do that then i know that i'm going to be in this for a while yeah like i'm going yeah. to be in this for a while and now being a and brown it's, belt it's like uh, I'm, I'm in it for life it's um you know it, it's we're, we're really blessed in the fact that there is a lot of longevity in this sport right because yeah. as we were talking earlier about about being able to you know or jujitsu not being cookie cutter is there is there are always adaptations you can make for your age for your your body type your uh, whatever injuries that you might have accrued along the way mm -hmm. um you know, things like that like man one of the most inspiring dudes at my gym his name's martin ford he he uh he used to be uh oh man what do they call uh british cops oh, what's the name for them there's like a there's like a idiomatic term for anyways whatever anyways he was a cop in the uk he's like he he started jujitsu at 59 i believe mm -hmm. and he won worlds at blue belt um like three years later you know like what a machine right <laughs> like how dope is that <laughs> exactly and like the other day um i don't know i guess i had a, it was just a bad week for me and I was just like, man, this jujitsu stuff, man, is is really tearing my body apart. I'm like, why am I going through this and all this other stuff? And I'm just scrolling through Instagram, and I see a video of this guy, of this uh, this uh, this man. He had to be in his like late seventies or eighties, and he got he got his black belt. And you know, he's you know he's walking slowly over to it, and you know they tied it, you know they tied on his belt. And I just kind of like looked at that. I'm like, man, to be up there in age, you know, I see, you know, from him getting his black belt to, you know, to your training partner who's getting, you know, who got his blue belt, did worlds and they're over that threshold. And it's like, man, jujitsu is timeless. Yeah. Like jujitsu is timeless and jujitsu is, uh, is, is ageless from is. the, you know, from the smallest three-year-old that's doing, you know, crazy techniques and takedowns and throw, uh, judo throws to like these 80, 80, 60 and 70 year olds that's stepping on the mats for the first time or getting their black, blue or brown belts. It's awesome. It's, it's yeah. very awesome to see. Very, very awesome to see. And I I'm, think uh, another big mo or a, a moment for me was uh, like my wife also trains. Mm -hmm. So um, she's a blue belt. Um, but like it took about a year and a half of convincing for me to like get her into jujitsu. And then she got into jujitsu and it turns out she's like a savant. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so like, so we would finish practice for the day or whatever. And like, you know, all the women go into their change room and we go into our change room and my coach comes in and, and uh, it's just like every time he's like, Man, Mihyun is so good. She she heel hooked me like two times today, and da da da. And Mihyun is so good. She's doing this and that and that. And I'm like, Yo, coach, what about me? How am I doing? <laughs> but you know, like to have a partner who is also who's equally engaged in the sport as I am is is amazing because you know we can just sit around and watch ADCC videos and like you know half of our friends outside of jujitsu would be like what in the hell are you guys doing? And what are you talking 
talking about. We don't know what, what you're talking about. <laughs> right. It's like a secret cult, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And my um my wife just got back into training. Good um, for her. Yeah, so it was like she started about a f- couple years ago, but you know, our the birth of our second child and uh, excuse me, and also COVID. So she, you know, yeah, she was off the mats for a minute and so she's finally back. And she's like, for one, she's always been intimidated because I've been training longer. But now me being a brown belt, she's like, you're you going to do this. Are you going to do that? I'm like, I'm not going to hurt you. Like, like you, you are in the safest hands right now. <laughs> but like, yeah, but, you know, just to see her. I feel like I'm not in the safest hands when I'm rolling with my wife. And, I feel like she's like going like eight times harder than she normally would. <laughs> and that's and, and that's where I'm trying to get my wife to because she's like she she's afraid to roll because she just feel like she doesn't know anything but i'm like this is how you get better you have to just go for it if it doesn't work out you just keep trying and i feel like once she's able to get past that she's going to do amazing in Mm jujitsu so well if it's any inspiration to your wife like my wife is the only higher ranked female at the gym so she has had to adapt her style to be constantly rolling with guys. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, there are definitely days where she, you know, like, cause those, you know, if she has to roll with like some white belt guy, you know, his ego won't let him not use strength sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so as a result, like she is blue belt, probably on the, you know, on the threshold of purple, but she probably has, top three strongest leg lock games in the gym, I would say. Like, <laughs> she, will, she will knee bar you or heel hook you in a second. Like, boom. Like, and her guard in Nogi, it's like impossible to pass. It's 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 actually crazy. And, and it's because she has to be against guys all the time. So, yeah. you know, as advice <laughs> to your wife, you know, like, just just endure until you don't have to endure anymore because you're too good. Yeah. <laughs> and... I always I always kind of come back to this guy. Um, his name is uh, his name is Andrew. He doesn't train anymore, unfortunately. He's st- um he stopped that purple belt. But um, at our school, he was the smallest guy there for a long time. Mm. So you know, just going against bigger dudes that smashed out jujitsu, he knew the fact that like he can't match strength with anybody. So his main focus was like his guard retention. Yeah. And, you know, just making sure that he's constantly moving and constantly, you know, adjusting and everything else. And when I tell you. His guard retention was so amazing. It was like, dude, like what, 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 like what the hell? No matter what we can do, we couldn't lock. We couldn't lock him down. We couldn't keep him under us. He was always moving, always adjusting, always snaking. And yeah, that, that was for that reason. Like he had to do that because if he didn't he's gonna get squashed yeah so and that's that's very reminiscent of my game like mm-hmm. i mean i'm i'm not i'm not small but um i'm lanky and i have a lot of hip flexibility mm-hmm. so my my jujitsu is kind of a distance game i kind of like like if i'm on my back i like to keep you a little bit farther and sort of pick at you from the outside to, to you know to isolate the armor to isolate the leg or whatever so guard retention is because i don't want to be inside control 
against someone like you who smashes me, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to get in the first place. So yes, I mean, escapes are important, but you don't really have to escape if you never get there, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so I mean, that's just with any, that's with just any any part of jujitsu, no matter if you're man or female, like you have to be consistent for one. Two, you just have to just give it your all. Every, you know, every time you step on a match, you just have to give it your all. Learn from it, grow from it, and eventually, you know, everything will just start will start to transition and flow so much better than than it did the 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 day before. And and I think that giving it your all can mean several different things, right? Mm -hmm. Like it can be like, okay, we're gonna go hard, like do hard rolls, grind it out, be exhausted by the end of the roll, um, and that has a purpose. But you know, drilling techniques and doing flow rolls a lot watching video that's also you know that's 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 giving it your all in a different way right because you you, you got to refine certain things and i mean i'm i'll be what's the day today today is the 11th so in 12 days i turn 40 um and i can't do 100 percent every practice it's it my body doesn't accept it um to and and if i if I'm spending more time injured than I am training, then I'm not gaining, right? Right. So it's, for me, it's a balance of flow rolls versus going hard and also ensuring that I'm lifting enough as well, like at the gym, et cetera. Because I always find that if I, do, if I don't have a good balance between the gym and jujitsu, injuries also happen. Yeah. That's, that's just my, my, I don't know, man, my, that's my body. and. I'm 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 slowly and stubbornly learning to listen to my body. <laughs> mhm. Mm I am I am too, but jujitsu always speaks louder. <laughs> jujitsu is <laughs> like oh like <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. Sorry. No worries, man. But um it's like, oh, you know, you you tired? Like, yeah, I'm tired. But you know, the, the mats the mats don't get tired. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'll go to class. That's a good boy. <laughs> my, my my coach always says he says like don't make don't make not going an option. It's like it's like going to work. Like you can't just like not go to work, right? So you make jujitsu the same thing. You can't not go. That's mm -hmm. and and that's and 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 if if you have that sort of mentality where like there isn't an option, it's just what I do, and I have to do it you know, yeah. then it becomes sort of an easier thing to accept being busy and tired and, and all that stuff. Because you know what, when Sunday rolls around and you're, you're lounging on the couch and you've had, you know, a fucking hardcore week, you know, there's, that's something to celebrate because there was a time in my life to, you know, to bring this full circle where there wasn't much to celebrate, man. I was, I was drinking for the sake of drinking to escape. Um, and, and now I, I accomplish so much all the time that it's like every now and then, man, every now and then I need to reframe and, and look back on those days and be like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing and, 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 and putting myself through, you know, as my mom would say, this self punishment, this mm -hmm. jujitsu that I'm doing, you know, um, cause it's, man, it's, it's, it's so fucking worth it, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's literally, it makes you feel so alive. Yes. You know, just because like today, like I said, it was the first day of my fight camp. 
and I took a nasty fall from uh from a takedown. Um, but I, it was controlled. But you know, mm. it's something my body's not used to, and I'm in pain right now. Even sitting here having this conversation, I'm in pain. But I'm sitting <laughs> here thinking to myself, like, yeah, I'm about to get ready to go back to the gym after this after this interview. So. <laughs> Oh and, shit! No kidding, eh? Yeah. So it's and that's that's how I am, man. Like I feel alive when I'm in pain from jujitsu. Like, what is your what is your recovery process, if you don't mind me asking? Um, honestly, I usually try to get into a sauna to try to like warm my body back up. Um, mm. to like just loosen everything. A lot of stretching. A lot of mobility. Uh like mobility uh exercises i haven't been i haven't been doing them as much lately because i've been just so busy but i got to get back into doing that getting back to being loose and limber and um yeah and not just sit around do nothing because as soon as i do that that's when everything starts to hurt that's when it goes to shit yeah it was uh like um when when covid happened um like my job shifted to online, right? Like online teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I just, you know, it, it never dawned on me at the time to have, I've never worked a job where I, I, I sit down, right? Like when I'm teaching, I'm, I'm standing up in front of the class the entire time. So I, I wasn't conscientious about my posture sitting. So one year of sitting and teaching, um, like, that it really fucked me up, man. Like my, my, my lower back, like I suffered a, like a pretty bad lower back injury, like training hard after working because I was so accustomed to just like, okay, work's done, go to jujitsu train. And it was fine, but Uh it was only fine because I'm on my feet all day Mm -hmm. teaching. But when I went from that, you know, that stagnant posture sitting right to jujitsu, boom, that's when it happened. And I was like, oh, Okay, dummy. Now you know something. You learned a lesson. <laughs> yeah, and, and what's funny about that? Um, like, yeah, I'm. I've always worked retail, so I'm always used to standing up. But um, going from working retail to straight to training, you know, my body wasn't used to that. So uh, I think one day after class, I was just so I was just in so much pain. And I was like, okay, I think I need to go to the doctor because I can barely move my like my like my lower back was just like it was like extremely extremely tight. Just I couldn't move. Made to the you know made to the hospital and you know they're doing tests and X rays and stuff. And the doctor says, so what do you you know do you work? I'm like, yeah, I work. And she's like, what do you do? And I said, you know, I I work in retail, so I'm standing all day. And she says, um. Yeah, so you're having muscle spasms in your back, so you're not just doing it. You're not just standing. Are you doing a lot of lifting? I'm like, no, it's a pretty easy job, you know. Not, you know, whatever. <laughs> and she's like, do you do anything else? And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I do. Oh, jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I, I do jujitsu, <laughs> you know. So she's like, you know, what's that? So you know, try to explain it the best way I can at the time. I was like, yeah. So it's a lot of. It's twisting. always hard to explain. Eh? It's always it's always hard to explain jujitsu. But I told her like it's a lot of twisting and turning and this and that and blah blah blah. I showed her a video real quick. And so she's like, oh, okay. Well, she's like, <laughs> so she says, well, you're going to have to take a break from that. So you're back and heal. And, and you're was, like, no. And the, no, no, wait, no. What I did was I sat there and I was like, oh, take a break. And she's like, yeah, you're going to have to take a couple of days off. And I was like, hmm. Well, I just started this job. So I don't think they're going to let me um, take any days off. 
So my wife and the doctor looked at each other. They looked at me, and she's like, "No, I'm talking about jujitsu." I was like, "Oh, nah, 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 nah. I can't, I can't do that." <laughs> That's hilarious. You immediately assumed it was work and not jujitsu. Yeah, I, know. I was like, "No, I'm not stopping jujitsu. Like, I'll gladly call off work, but man, no, I don't want to miss jujitsu." I'm not saying that as I call off work a lot, only if necessary. But I would rather yeah, call yeah. off work than you know, miss training. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal something in hopes that nobody from my work ever hears this because then I'll probably get in trouble. But <laughs> I have been known I have been known to take a sick day to do jujitsu instead of being sick. <laughs> like I want to do I want to go to day class today, so I'm sick. Cough cough. I never like oh, I'm not gonna make it. Uh, and grab my bag and we're out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's, you know, it, it is a sick, it is a, it is a, uh, I think, a, a, a logical use for a sick day. I call it, dude, I call it a mental health day because it is. If, if anything, like jujitsu is my one time in the day where I am mindful only about jujitsu because let's be honest, man, we all have our stresses. We all have things that can keep us up at night or yes. shed a few tears, yes. you know, now for this two hour period, I don't think about anything except for trying to choke you and not be choked. And there's, you know, I, I've tried the meditation thing, but like, I'm so ADD as fuck. Like I can't sit there and think about nothing. So like, I got, I need something. Yeah. So jiu-jitsu is my, is my mindful activity and it, mm -hmm. and it, it really 100% contributes to my mental health. Yep. And I'm that same way. Like, you know, with, <clears throat> with, you know, with my wife and um, daughter who uh, trains as well, you know, I, you know, get off work, go pick them up and then I head to the gym. But, oh uh, man, this like a couple, couple days ago, man, I was just going through so much stuff. Uh, mentally, I just told my wife, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna make it home. You, I mean, you just don't have to miss class today because I'm about to go to, the, I'm about to go train the whole entire day. And she's like, okay, you sure? Yeah. You, I'm you, like, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure. So I'll, I'll see you when I get home tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and and I, like my partner gets that too. Like, uh, you know, uh, I, I get like, uh, where? Sorry, let me ask real quick. Uh, where 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 are you from like are you in like a, a like a, a temperate area or like i mean because i'm canada cold right so mm -hmm. it's it, it's about winter so are you from somewhere that has like a, a ferocious winter or no i'm in detroit um detroit okay, in, okay so you know winter then yeah, yeah so you no, know okay. we see all we're, four we're seasons like in uh, two hours two weeks. away from each other yeah so you know we see yeah. all four seasons in two weeks so yeah yeah exactly <laughs> we, well we always say in, in in london we have two seasons winter and construction so exactly <laughs> so uh anyways like winter like the time changes and shit like it really gets on top of me like i i don't like the early sundown and and you know perpetual darkness and i don't know man there isn't shit to do in london in the winter time especially so like i'll go through these kind of I don't know, pity party sessions, you know, for like a week at a time or so. And, you know, my wife will just be like, like I'll, I'll, I'll hibernate in the basement and play some video games and she'll come down and I'll hear those footsteps. Boom, boom, boom. And she'll be like, you need to go to jujitsu. And I'll be like, I don't feel like it. I'm tired. And she'll be like, go to jujitsu. 
I'll go and I'll train my ass off and then I'll come home and I'll be smiles and conversation. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's like an injection of pure vitamin D, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I was, I was so tired this week and, um, you know, hanging out with my brothers and they was like, uh, we doing open mat tomorrow. And I'm like, uh, man, really? I was like, yep. I was like, they was like 10 o'clock. I'm like, oh man, really? So I was fighting it. I got up this morning. I couldn't even get out of bed. I was just so tired. And I was like, man, I can't, I can't go to class today. And I was like, nope, I got to get up. I got this tournament to prepare for. I can't start slacking now. But as soon as I got there, man, I didn't want to leave. Yeah. As yeah. As soon as that, you know, we slap bumped and I was like, yeah, I'm not ready to leave. And I, and I, I generally find that the days I don't want to go, but go, I have my best training sessions. Yeah. I don't know why that is. It just seems to happen. Maybe it's because you've kind of, you know, uh, overcome two obstacles at the same time, two birds with one stone, whatever. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's that, or, or maybe it's because you've, you're, you're, you're so tired and you've worked so hard the rest of the time that you needed that one last class to sort of tip the scales in your progression. If we think of it as a video game, it's like, yo, that's the fucking level up right there. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely that level up. So, but um, but I think it's I think it's just the fact that like sometimes when you you know just that busy week um, you like okay I just gave all myself like you know everything I had into this job this week, who am I to say no to jujitsu? Yeah, because I I I I have those moments where it's like if I'm just too tired to go to training, I I. I listen to myself and I'll say, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to take this day off and rest. But I hate myself that whole entire night. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> if you, you know what? I, I think it's, it's, I think it's essential to have pre-planned rest days because if you don't and you tell yourself, like if you, if you sort of have it in your, your mental schedule that you're going to jujitsu and then you bail, then you feel shitty. But if you, if you have that pre-planned rest day, then there's nothing to feel guilty about. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, nah, man, I put my work in. This is the day that I've earned, you know, and, and then there's no guilt. But otherwise, again, going back to what I said before, it's it's there is no option. You go. Mm -hmm. And similarly, your rest day, it should be no option. Like you rest because you need to rest. Um, and I don't. Yeah, I tried that, but I don't listen to myself. <laughs> Cause I, I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> you said that, I'm not in no way, in no way, shape, form. I'm saying this is foolproof, but this is what I try to do. Yeah, I'm preaching, but I'm not following the sermon, man. I got to listen to my own advice. Because <laughs> I tell you, man, when um when I got the announcement uh, a few months ago when I was testing for my uh, brown belt, you know, I was mm. like, you know what, I'm gonna put all my time and focus on my brown belt. And then after my brown belt test, I'm going to take a couple weeks off. I told mm. myself this. I told myself this so many times. Like, you're going to take a couple weeks off. And then we found out that, uh, like, yeah, I'll be testing at the beginning of October. I said, okay, boom, October, whatever it was, is the day that, I, you know, my test. I'm not coming back until November, whatever. My test was that Tuesday. I was there that Thursday. Oh yeah, of course you were. <laughs> Cause I was like, I'm just gonna rest, and like my body was like, yeah, you should rest. But then I was like, hey, you know, Thursday class, right? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You going to class? What do you guys? Yep. <laughs> what do you guys do for your test? Cause like, 
we do like uh, our belt tests, like we do like the whole skills test that you described previously, but we do an hour shark tank after as well. And so like the belt test is like, I mean, you get, you get, I mean, new opponent every minute for an hour, you're not allowed water, anything like that. Um, so like after your belt test, man, like you earned your belt, man, you earned your belt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we do our technique portion and then we do, uh, the self-defense portion and then we do, um, two, like for my, for my brown belt example, for example, we did two eight minute, uh, roll, uh, rounds of rolling. Mm -hmm. So okay. it's a it's an all day thing. It's a it's a it's a few hours <laughs> out of the day to do yeah. you know to do our testing. So after that, you know, everyone beats you up, obviously. But um, yeah, the the test is enough itself, man. The test is enough to and, kill and, us. And like and like especially like the I mean I just remember looking at like the sheet of paper for my brown belt test and I and I counted up like the total number of like skills to demonstrate and I was like. I was like, yo, like that's like 96 different things. Like, do I even know 96 things? <laughs> Man, I'm that. telling you, like when when I was talking to my instructor about my about, uh, about my brown belt test, and it's like, okay, so many techniques from top, so many techniques from bottom, um, so on and so forth. So it was like, man, do I know that many techniques? Yeah, yeah. Like, do I I do I know? So I think it was like, is it 20? No, I think it's like 20 from top, 20 from bottom. But yeah, but just looking at this, like, damn, do I know 20 techniques? Yeah, I, I and especially like positions that I don't play very often. So there was like, um, what was it? Like uh, four sweeps from butterfly and four ways to pass butterfly. And I'm like, I do not know four ways to pass butterfly. Like I do one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I know. <laughs> so so yeah, so my so my brown belt test was thirty five techniques from top, thirty five techniques from bottom. Ten well, it's really general, right? Yeah. Or, 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 oh, okay, okay. Yep, ten guard passes, ten bottom escapes, back escape, uh, ten uh, back escapes, twelve back ten attacks. Back? Yeah. Holy shit! Exactly. I, I, I definitely don't. <laughs> know yeah. So it's it's a very it's a very very thorough test and. Yeah, when you when you look at it, it's like, man, do I really know thirty five techniques? But then it's like, when you sit down and actually just think about it, you know, a quite a few because you know you have your arm yeah, locks yeah, yeah. and every arm lock at the end of every arm lock is a wrist lock. So well, that's and, a and, and that, that's the thing, right? Is, is once you start like uh, like chaining them all together, then it, it it becomes a little bit easier. Like mm -hmm. for, I mean, just like a quick example is like if you do like the armbar triangle omoplata, right? Like, boom, there's three right there and they all chain together like super easy. Or or if you're in side control, you know, you can do like Americana straight armbar to Kimura to whatever, right? So yeah. once you start chaining them, it makes a lot more sense as opposed to thinking about it as like 30 techniques. Like what is 30 techniques? Well, <laughs> by themselves, it seems daunting. Yeah, definitely. Because like, yeah, because you think about that, you just you just you're just focusing on the number. It's like damn, thirty five. Yeah, yeah, I got, exactly. I got six. <laughs> I got a good strong <laughs> I got six. six coach. I got six coaches. I can show you real quick. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Where we're gonna get yeah. the other twenty nine from, but <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna watch the other dude. I'm gonna copy that guy. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, what? But once I sat down and like you know typed it out and. 
figured it out. I was at like 40, 45, I think. Damn. And then when I started to tech, like the actual tests, I just, I just like, you know what, just go for it. And I showed more than what I was supposed to. And my instructor is cynical that way where he's not going to keep count. He's going to be mm-hmm. like, all right, you got any more to show? I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll show a couple more. Any more? Uh, yeah, I can show a couple from here, blah, blah, blah. And then like, okay, what's my number? Oh, you was at 50. I was just enjoying the show. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. I can't do that. And I was like, um, I was kind of, uh, you know, to be, to be totally honest, I was kind of like skeptical about the whole technique demonstration, like the sheer volume of it only because it's like, man, it feels very kata, like karai, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. karate kata type thing. But then as you are, you know, approaching the test and you're actually, you know, drilling these techniques with, you know, various people, other people who are taking tests, suddenly, because you're trying to do these techniques to perfection, suddenly you gain a greater understanding of them as well. Because, you know, I didn't know those 90s, like all 96 of those techniques, because again, going back to the whole, you know, developing a game, how many of those techniques do I actually use? But because you're drilling them over and over again, suddenly it's like, ah, I see, I see the light. Right. May the force be with me. Right. <laughs> but yeah, because like with because with our test, well, I guess it's like I want to say like a little hidden side of it is when you're testing, like when you go from white to blue, you're expected to know so many techniques or, right. you know, our principles and our snakes or shrimps or you know, some school call them. So, we, you know, we, we have to learn. We call have to know snakes? those. Yeah, we call them snakes. Interesting. So we have to do we have to show those. When we go from blue to purple, we have to show them and also like, you know, demonstrate them. Um, And then, you know, brown to, you know, from purple to brown and brown to black, you have to be in very, very detailed about these techniques right, on, you know, right. your body position, um, how to properly use it, where your hands should be, where your knees should be. It's, you know, it gets a little bit more thorough and that's where the challenging part comes in because it's like, Okay, yeah, I know this stuff, but now I have to be able to explain it to whoever else in the class watching me take right, my right, test right. for them to understand it as well. So, it's, it's really it's really fascinating to hear how other other schools do it. You know, like you're not really privy to to the way that other people kind of do their day to day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was talking to another um another uh, jujitsu practitioner, she said the same thing. She's like, "Oh yeah, I didn't, I've I've never heard of a school actually testing for your next belt." I was like, "Huh?" And I've really never yeah. heard schools of not doing that. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's why, like, I've always loved the hour Shark Tank because, like, it's like you know that that rush of when you finish that sixty minutes and you're just so exhausted and like. You know, especially the last 10 minutes when everyone's just trying to smash you. And and like it seems like it seems like every every new minute, the amount of, you know, sustainable cardio that you have is like diminishing by like two or three seconds until like the last five minutes. You're like, you can go good for like 15 seconds. Then it's like, OK, defense. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, two seconds left. All right. And I'm just going yeah, to just yeah. lay here <laughs> and just survive. <laughs> You ain't going to get me. I'm turtling up. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. We all been there. But, um, 
yeah man you got any other questions for me or if you anything else you want to add you know shout, shout out your school definitely and if you have anything that's up and coming you know coming up that you're doing uh the floor is all yours uh i just want to say um you know thank you very much i i really appreciate what you're doing i think it's i think it's fantastic and it's it's also um it's very cool to follow your dreams and do these kinds of things because a lot of people are are unwilling to put themselves out there and and the fact that you're doing that says a lot about your character um i guess shout out to submission academy um yeah man and you know if i can say one thing about my school um it has saved me from myself more times than i can count so i'm very grateful to them as well exactly um and uh yeah man that's it i just want to say thank you very much it was it was a fucking blast pardon my cursing the whole time i was on but hey oh no that's it's okay it, you know it's it's explicit it's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah no doubt well uh, yeah that's the end of today's episode i would like to thank my guest jordan again for coming on and sharing his experience and his uh tales with us hope you guys you know gain something from it uh please go and follow our facebook and instagram page to stay up to date on all future episodes this has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. And we're